Hey, everybody. We're Bob and Audrey, a husband and wife team. And this is our podcast all about relationships. We are marriage and relationship enthusiasts. Believe me, there is a God-given design to thrive in both life and love. And we think that Jesus is amazing and worth following with everything you have. On this podcast, we are putting together the truths and best practices we have learned over our 35 years of marriage, and more specifically, over the past 18 years, where we have spent our lives helping people love their relationships. After getting through our own family crisis, we became passionate about rescuing and mentoring others. We have authored numerous books and developed on-demand courses that can be found on our website, lovemarriedlife.com. And with all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's podcast of All About Relationships. It's episode number 62. And we do not use the word thank you lightly. We are so grateful Mm -hmm. for you guys. We're grateful that you would give us your time like this to invest in your relationships and your marriages. We're thankful that Mm -hmm. you have courage to keep going and moving on to new levels of Lights turning on when it comes to relationships. <laughs> I just love you guys. You're my friends, and oh, we love hanging out during these times. Yeah, and I I don't know where you are. You yeah, know, in listening to the podcast, for <laughs> we some cannot of you, see where you are you right now. You might be exercising. <laughs> you might be out for a walk, or you know, driving around in the car, whatever right. it might be. Right. But again, we really do thank thank you, you know, yes. for investing in your own life, but also in your relationships. Often we talk about thankfulness being the portal. It's it like is. that secret portal to hope, to the land of hope. And it's one of the key ingredients, actually, to creating a better life. It really is. You know, just, I mean, create a thankful journal, whatever yes. it might be. Yes. So, you know, let that be, you know, kind of a take home already for today. Sure. Is that when the podcast is over, it's just like, you know what? I'm going to turn on thankfulness today. Yeah, it's the gratitude. Most sim- it seems like the most simple of concepts, but it is literally such a yeah. vast open door into spacious places. Whenever you feel stuck, just try it. Just do that thankful thing. And um, Bob mm-hmm. and I did it earlier today. We were just thankful together. And it just opens up new avenues. Well, today we have a great topic up. We're going to have a lot of content. This is going to be a content heavy kind of a podcast today. And for me, it's one of those where, you know, I mean, we are the creators, the producers, the writers, the (laughs) the everything. You're the tech guy. The researchers. I mean, we do it all. Right. Um, We we, have a staff of Bob and Audrey. (laughs) And our son, David, who puts it all together. Yes, he runs our website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to take a look at, again, uh, just kind of the speed bumps, mm-hmm. you know, that you kind of have to slow down for, you know, in a relationship. And I, I think it's, I think it's good to notice these, but Audrey, you, you kind of have a, a catchphrase yes. there. You know, yes. we, we have this couples where, yeah. that come and, you know, and this phrase just kind of makes you pause for a moment and think. Exactly. And that statement is simply this. Your survival skill as a child can become the dysfunction as an adult, become mm. your dysfunction. Your limitation or holding pattern is something that you developed way long time ago when you were a child. Right. right. So, I, 
you know, if you're experiencing challenges in the in the relationship, again, the only reason to look back, you know, mm-hmm. into childhood, the only reason to go back, you know, mm-hmm. don't go looking for something, you know, right. But rather, if digging up crazy stuff—that's mm-hmm. not our purpose here. No. But if it, if there's but a when key, the past, yes. But when the past continues to raise its ugly head in your present, mm-hmm. okay. Let's deal with it because pain buried alive is alive. Exactly. And pain buried alive is, um, is actually what can cause just a, ma- a, a massive unresolved conflicts. I'd like to see, think of it this way when we were talking about the past, Bob, I just thought of it. Let's just not go searching for junk, but let's go searching for keys. Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a key to your next level of really enjoying your relationships and you kind of have to go back in time to find that key. But why not take the time to look for a key that'll get you to something you've always wanted. Right. Because again, you don't live the life that you want, but rather you live the life you believe you deserve. Right. You live out of the beliefs of your heart, not the intellect of your mind. And so if there's a, a wound, you know, if there's a heart belief, if mm-hmm. there's a, a childhood trauma, uh, or, or just kind of even the culture by which you were raised in mm-hmm. and it's created a limiting belief in your heart, well, let's take a look at that and allow Jesus to really heal the wounded and, and brokenness there, accurately love you so that it doesn't continue to be that speed bump or that conflict yes. or friction in your relationship. Yeah. And newsflash, we all had a survival skill as a child. There's no one that's exempt. We, No matter how wonderful our families have been, we mm-hmm. learn how to survive. We were born dreamed up by God and designed to survive. Whether you had siblings or not, if you were an only child, I mean, you've got to create uh, a skill. Now, when I began to think about, you know, a survival skill, I began to think about a, a survivalist. And typically every year for the past five years, uh, myself and my, my boys, we would go to the great outdoors. Yeah. And survive. Our, our older boys, our adult yes, boys. Yes, yes, yes. And we would survive. But <laughs> what you do as a survivalist is typically is that you prep for disaster. Okay. Okay. So, I, I mean, there's all kinds <laughs> and of... They, and you always come home with a story yeah, of, we always of come near-death home with death experiences. But all of a sudden, you, you, what do you need this for? Well, in case that happens. Mm. What do you need that for? Well, you know, we might need it for this or we might need... You, you always need another gadget. But you're you're prepping, you know, so that you're prepared, right? Okay, so that's that was one. Uh, but then uh, you also, if you're a survivalist, you can um, validate or even justify or vindicate the choices that you're making. Hmm. So that can be you know positive or negative, but typically we vindicate or we justify. Our wounds, or you know, that is or the so see, true, and I, that's I, why I, it's hard to identify your survival skills as a kid because you're like, I was just in it. I was just yeah. in that family, and it's not something you consciously do. It's something you you assimilate to. You you move and you adjust. So another characteristic of a survivalist is that they are self reliant. Oh, <laughs> funny you should <laughs> Hence say I'm that. I'm sitting next to yes. one. But, <laughs> funny you but should as say a survivor, <laughs> as a you, you want to, you know, you you become self reliant. So mm-hmm. there's a couple things, you know, that you really look f- for, and you know that 
that you don't want to experience. And one is, you know, bad water. You want to be able to have water. You can't live without water. You got to have water. And then hypothermia is the next, you know, big killer is that, you know, when you face the elements, you have no fire and you freeze. Right. I mean, these are, you know, just, you know, some of them. But to imagine that in your relationship, you know, as a husband and wife, and that you would be with the mindset of being a survivalist, mm-hmm. you know, that I need to be independent and self-reliant mm-hmm. apart from you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I understand, you know, it's not you that completes me. Right. Because that'll trip you up. That'll trip that'll you up. That'll trip you up hard. But as well, I, I, I don't come to the re, to the relationship to be a taker. I right. want to be a giver. <clears throat> but as well, I didn't, I don't want to just survive no. in this relationship, <laughs> you know, but I, I but we really do. We want to thrive in yes. both life and love. We really do. And speaking of thriving in life and love, I'm just doing going to do a quick little message to you guys. Oh, and this is good. Yeah. The yeah, thing we almost is, forgot. the thing is, is that we have been since May planning an event, a virtual live event for September 26th, a Saturday all day event. Mm-hmm. And we have had the most fun planning this as an experience. And we've just been thinking about all dreaming up all these elements of what it would be like. And and you know what motivated this, I'll tell you, is you guys. Mm-hmm. We thought about our podcast, the fact that you can't see us and we can't see you. Our listeners. But yet I feel like we're bonded in these podcasts and that we're on this journey together. And so we dreamed up this. We can't have a conference. We yeah, can't we can't have a have conference. A and not everyone can fly to our house. And meet. Put it, we all want to have you over for a party, an go. all day party. And we thought, well, how do you do this virtually? Well, we put, pulled out all the stops so that everyone who signs up for this virtual event, who registers, we will be able to see you. So we are just going to be having a wall that, yeah. of monitors in front of us where no one is exempt. We'll be able to see every one of you and we're just going to have the whole day together. And when I say it's, you know, we're going to have ways to get to know Good. you. It's going to be really fun. So what we're doing is asking you to set a day apart. You're worth it. Your marriage is worth it. Mm-hmm. It's September 26th. It's 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. So just do the so math. All start for us in Phoenix. Central Standard Time. Yep. We're all going to start, and then we're going to have a follow up, and it's just an option for those that would like. We're going to have a follow up on that Sunday for a couple hours, where we'll do live Q and A. Now, the uniqueness of this event is that it is live and it is interactive. And so and experiential. it's not a webinar. It's nothing that you're going to be able to view, you know, later it's on. It's not being recorded. This is a live event. It's going to be super that spontaneous. That we will share with each other. I say spontaneous, but we are content loaded. We just completed the 30-day workbook that we've written to go along with the conference. And because we want you, we know that we just want to get you guys so much in one day. It's going to be a good day. To really help you guys love each other. Okay, one more thing and then we got to move on. Audrey. Okay. The other is that we have a gift box that we'd yes. love to send we to want, you. Yeah. This is unique because what it is, it's about an experience. Mm-hmm. It's not just sitting so you in needed front some of a supplies. computer screen and right. watching. But it's a way of being interactive. So what we need you to do is register as soon as possible so that we can get that gift box to, to your doorstep. you in time yes. for the event, which is happening 
September 26th. Okay, but I have the very best news of all, you okay. guys. And it doesn't stop there, people. But wait, there's <laughs> more. There's more. No, this is the truth. About a week ago, we were just launching it, and then I thought, Bob, these are our podcast people. I want to give them $30 off as just mm. our gift to them, to have an extra dinner that night or something, or at least fast food after the okay. event. <laughs> but anyway, we have a promo code okay. called podcast 30, which gives you $30 discount. And it's really for those who listen to the podcast. So just the mm-hmm. fact that you're listening right now gives you we're not that. Promoting it. Yeah. It's, we're not, it's not going to be written here. down anywhere. You listen to it. You guys you got, it. got the secret code uh-huh. podcast 30 podcast 30, and then go to, to lovemarriedlife.com, lovemarriedlife.com. At the very top of the page, there is a, a little, little bar. green bar that pops down and it says live, uh, live virtual event. Click yeah. on it. All the information is there. Register quickly, and uh, we can't wait to meet you. Yeah, we get to be in front of each so other's where were faces. We here in the, <laughs> where, we oh my gosh! Well, you can tell. I think you can feel the excitement because really we've been building and dreaming up what was going to go in the box, and well, just even the oh. event itself. The content Since May, we've just been thinking about yeah, this, yeah. of how to truly connect so with much, you guys. You know that is really happening online. I yeah. get that. Yeah, and it was just like I we don't wanted want something really unique. special, unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're worth it. Okay. Yeah, you are. So I can't wait to see you on September 26th. We have a date. You're coming to our place. We love parties. Okay, so back. I think we're going more to their place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see where you live. Right. <laughs> um, but what? Let's go back to what our content today, and oh, sorry, yeah. another little 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 deterrent here wow. is that somebody asked me if I listen to your podcast all the time, will it be new content that day? Uh-huh. And I will say that the content is geared especially. We're calling it an extraordinary life is the name of the 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 event, but it's really going to be content in a visual way. We get to talk on these podcasts, but on that day, we're going to be visual and we're going to be experiential. So that's what's going to just set it apart from what you're hearing and experiencing on the podcast. Yeah. Woo. Okay. Now back to our survival skill as a child can turn into that dysfunction as an adult. Mm -hmm. So really, as we start this, Bob, um, I just, the last thing I said before we talked about the event is that we all have survival skills and we all have personal resistors, whether we like it or not. Because when we get nervous or emotionally uncomfortable, um, we want to avoid the whole situation. But you will find yourself on the outside, even in it, this is on the, on the um, surface level. Think about this. What do you do when you get emotionally uncomfortable? Do you laugh and make a joke? Or do you deflect and get distracted? Or do you get irritable and moody? Or lash out and get angry? Mm -hmm. Or get numb and just tune out? Do you get physically sick? Bob, some people get physically Mm -hmm. sick. Mm -hmm. I don't do that one. No, when you get emotionally uncomfortable. Or do you lie and just start making excuses? These happen subconsciously. You do not plan (laughs) to laugh and make a joke because you're... I do that one. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. We both do. We're just hilarious. Oh, aren't so. we something? 
in our own minds. And here we go again. Oh, Bob, this is the this is the truth. We have when we I remember where we lived at Le Monde. Remember in, in Canada when we lived on Le Monde? I remember Le Monde. We I remember having pillow talk Probably with one you. Of my I'm revealing our homes. Yeah. We're revealing a pillow talk thing. I remember Re- being in bed with you thing. on Le Monde. Not arguing, you but having a, this story with me before. <laughs> I know I did not prepare about for this. We were having a deep conversation about who was trulier, truly funnier. Oh yeah. Like, do you remember that conversation? Yeah, because yeah, it was a long, drawn out. Yeah, absolutely. And we had a debate. No, I'm funnier. I didn't have a debate. You, <laughs> you wanted to debate. You were convinced that you were more funny than me. You <laughs> laugh. You, okay. I laugh. But you easy. laugh at your jokes. I laugh at my own jokes, and you're I laugh. Silly, and but I'm, I'm silly. clever. But yeah, you're wittier for sure. You've got that dry humor. You're an actual comedian because I tried to be a comedian once for real. I remember on the stage, and it didn't work very well. Yeah, we have few friends that actually <laughs> witnessed that, and now they're laughing. I'm glad that. W- Speaking of our virtual event not getting recorded, I'm really glad that that wasn't recorded. Okay. Okay, but we, but I hope you're just following along this journey today with us is that we do stuff subconsciously when we get emotionally uncomfortable. Mm. We, we do, we, we get moody without knowing it. We do get numb and just all of a sudden blank out and tune out. So, you know, emotionally uncomfortable for some, they're like, well, I'm not even emotional. Why would I get emotionally uncomfortable? Uh, You know, for some, you know, what we do is just we put up resistors. Mm-hmm. When you begin to experience something where you just, you know, are on edge, and as a child, you really don't, you don't have the cognitive ability to yes. be able to connect all the dots of what's going on. Right. All that you know is you want it to stop. And you want to survive. You have yeah. to. You have. We so were designed so to survive. So there's a threat. You're, yes. You're, you're feeling you know, as though there's a threat, you know, that's taking place. And so you have no, no real um, place to put it. And so you create then a, a way to survive through this. Right. I guess if I shared my own, um, my survival as a child, I grew okay. up in a very happy home. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have a lot of money. And so we we didn't have the treats and the things that make you feel special, like new clothes and chocolate bars. Those would be the two things, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I, the trees, the importance. Well, I, I liked new clothes and I liked chocolate. Like, okay. You know, so. Right. So, so to a child's heart, that's a big deal. Right. And when I look back, my mom and dad were absolutely amazing. They gave me expensive piano they're, lessons they're all my life. Think about this. The most this. generous couple you'll oh, meet. Oh my gosh. And think about it. I got piano lessons. Yes. And I still, and I became a piano teacher. I play piano. And so the, it wasn't that I was in lack, but when it came to new clothes or chocolate. But there's a story behind this. Yes. Okay. So you, if you try to make sense out of it, <laughs> you see what you would say to one another is, that's ridiculous. Okay, but Audrey. To a, but right. to a child's heart. Yes. I see, really wanted the peanut butter And this butter is cups. where the introductions come in. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to look for further evidence to help su- substantiate it. Exactly. And that's why in, in your adult relationships, you begin to question, now, why is this, you know, tripping me up all the time? Yeah. Okay. So what happened was, is um, I actually have a memory 
of my, I was about eight or 10 years old and my cousin was staying with us. They, her and her family were missionaries in Africa and they were living with us for the summer. And one of the guy, the men from our church invited their family to visit his warehouse, his food warehouse. And they got back from that food warehouse and she was given an entire cardboard box case full of peanut butter cups, Reese's peanut butter cups, my personal favorite. So she came back and showed me this box and everything in me just, I had never seen that many peanut butter cups in one place. And I was so confused because I had never seen this kind of abundance. There's so many places, but why didn't I get a box like this? Why didn't that, that man who loved me from our church why wouldn't he? Why would he do it? Why for would her he overlook me, me yeah. and not know that this would be my dream come true to have that many peanut butter cups? And even though she was so excited and so happy, she gave me one pack, which I was grateful for. But I thought, no, I deserve this too. Like, where, where, where why was I overlooked? And why? And so then what happens is I developed a survival skill of. If someone's not going to give it to me or treat me, then I'm going to make a way to do it for myself. Hmm. I love treats. Yes. And I, lo- <laughs> and I love feeling special. So I'll just do it for myself and depend on my skills. And it results in me being independent and self-sufficient. It also full on turned me into a robber. I remember stealing Bob's giving me quite the look right now. This is like true confessions today, you guys. But I remember going to Gibson's, the corner store, and it only happened about twice, but I definitely stole some treats. Hmm. I think it might have been a coffee crisp, but I definitely stole some treats and something I'm not proud of, but that just shows the desperation of how much I didn't have money to treat myself. And I felt like, no, I get to deserve treats. I'm a really nice girl and I'm nice to everybody. Why don't I get the treats, you know, and feel special? So, you you know, I think of little girl Audrey and she didn't want to do a bad thing, but yet she developed this, this skill. Yeah. So when I was 10, I got my own paper route. I started making money. I started hustling and yeah. making my own money because yeah. I have to do it myself. Uh, and, and again, you could spin this in so many ways, you know, the way you look at it. Okay. So let's, let's fast forward, Audrey. <laughs> let's, you, Audrey. let's get you Thank out of the, you. the corner store stealing a chocolate bar. Right. Okay. So where does this, I mean, all of this show up then yes. in our marriage. Right. Okay. So that mm-hmm. was then, mm-hmm. this is now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I have all kinds of thoughts rolling through my brain, but I'll, I'll leave them. So then how does this, you know, why are we talking about this well, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the way that it's affecting us? Well, survival p- patterns tend to show up when you have some unresolved emotional trauma. Okay. And they also, you develop these skills as a child. The dysfunction or the limitation as adult is, is that in my, our relationship with Bob and Audrey, I can tend to be independent and self-sufficient and and likely, and I'll ask you, Bob, do you ever feel like I give you the feeling like I don't need you? I'm fine. I don't need this relationship, so I don't have to be quite as um, 
invested or involved. Possibly you might experience me that way, or I'll just do it my way because I'm good at this and I figured out how to do it. Yes. That one more, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the and one- yes. And you'll even finish my sentences because you're, you're, <laughs> uh, but I, I, what I, what I do want to throw in here is that all of these, you know, for yourself and, and ourselves included, all of these are rooted in, in a sense of fear. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 seed of that or the very root of that is always a sense of fear of lack. Okay, so you know your your friend received you know how you interpreted that, but you you sensed within yourself, I don't have, and mm-hmm. so where there's a fear mm-hmm. in all of our lives, there will always then result in it. It will result in a control. Because mm-hmm. fear will always control. So you'll find a way to resolve this or to manage or to fix this. And so this, you know, this rolls over then into our, our relationships where, you know, whether it be a fear of inadequacy, losing control, maybe rejection, uh, change, uh, vulnerability, missing out, abandonment, people, failure, whatever that fear is. Beneath the surface of that, it, it will always result in a sense of control. Mm-hmm. And in relationship, that would probably be, you know, in, in the top, you know, few where people really don't like it when they feel as though the other's trying to control them. Yes. Or right. the situation. Right. And you know what? I want to continue to develop healthy emotional intimacy with you. And so if I'm going to feel like I'm self-sufficient then and I don't need you, that's not emotional intimacy. So I think one of the first steps to really becoming emotionally intimate with each other is to just be aware of our, your old patterns and have conversations like Bob and I are having right now and actually find out what triggers it. Because early childhood relationships and the things that happen to you two are the first place to look for that key that we were talking about at the beginning to just unlock the survival pattern and then just go to that core wound and say, wow, as a child, I constantly feared that I would be overlooked when it came to extravagant abundance. Mm -hmm. And so I, in order to survive that, I'm going to get a paper route at age 10. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn how to make my own money. I'm going to be self-sufficient. Yeah. And this is something that you could very easily, again, you're not just going to go hunting for it. But if you're recognizing, you know, this sense of lack or deficiency in your life, just say, Lord, is there a memory that I have? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is there something that went on? Because, you know, these are the things that we would describe as the facts of our life. These are the things that have either been said, done to us, or that we participated with. But it's the significance or the value. Mm-hmm. It's the meaning that we attach to the event that then creates the story of our life and limits our life. So, Audrey, with you and the and the uh, peanut butter cups, yeah. you see, you attached a whole lot of significance to that mm-hmm. about yourself. Yes. You, you know, this says something about me that then all of a sudden, you know, created a wound and mm-hmm. you believe that, you know, there are. There's a sense of lack here. Right. I need and to I've do got, things I've to I've got to make it happen. I've got to me. make it happen because there's lack in my life. We don't have a lot of money. But then it also plays sure. off of your personality. Right. So, I mean, there are just so many layers to this yeah. and contributing elements yeah. to it. Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. just the one thing. Right. But what I want 
you know, for us to do, you know, and, yes. and for you as our listeners is just to be aware that, hey, there may be, you know, a childhood wound that was a survival skill of mine yes. that has turned into a limitation a limitation yeah. and dysfunction in, in my life mm-hmm. and, uh, and just a, a, a limited, you know, ability to be able to truly connect. And then have that honest conversation like, Bob, how do you experience me? Do you sometimes experience me as independent to a fault? Or wanting to do things my way, yeah, and just getting it done myself without asking for help, yeah, yeah, exactly. No problem. Uh, yes, I experience it. Yeah. So yeah. now we have the conversation, but then it's my. Now the the work is mine. It's not Bob's. So this is where I create <clears throat> an experience with Jesus, and I did that. It was just about a year ago when I remembered this peanut butter cup story, and I created an experience, and I closed my eyes. And I said, Jesus, I remember being that little girl, and I remember the pain. I can go back there and remember the, um, the just how that felt to be looked over and not the one chosen for the gift like that. And um, <clears throat> where are you, Jesus, in this story? And I saw him taking my hand in that moment and taking me higher, 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 where he showed me the big picture of my life. And he said, Audrey, come up here. I want to show you something. I want to show you the big picture as a little girl in your lifetime. I have so much in store for you, so much that you can't even imagine. But will you always take my hand and will you depend on me and will you trust me? Because Audrey, blessed are those who trust and don't rely on their own human strength, but blessed are those who trust for they're going to be like that kind of tree that's always producing fruit and whose leaves are always green and who are always well watered and strong. And he says, whenever I feel depleted or left out or overlooked, take his hand and go way higher and get the big picture of that. He's the one that I can trust. And then he, he did something fun. He showed me a picture of like a tiki hut. I like tiki huts because I love anything that feels like paradise. And he showed me a tiki hut that was, it just had the word trust fund because I just said that thing about trusting, but there's a trust fund. When you trust in God, there's a fund that's available to you. And um, that trust fund was something he showed me and I just decided to say yes. I say, God, you're my dad in heaven and you're not in any kind of lack. So I'm going to go to my trust fund whenever I'm feeling lack and, um, and my trust fund, the, the Tiki hut, it's actually made out of peanut butter cups. Just, <laughs> just, that's just a fun little thing <laughs> for me. Fun. It is fun, but God knows I love fun and he knows he loves to hang out with me and give me new movies of how much it makes him happy when I trust him <laughs> to give me treats. Yeah. So again, these things, you know, you think it's, it's so, um, Insignificant, or yeah, you know, right, it, or at or least even it, silly. or at least it should be. Yes, but to a child's heart, it's big, and so uh, as we get older, you know, what we tend to do is then justify our resentment. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! Yes. You know, and so we can we can you know give just cause or reasoning mm-hmm. for them, but then when we do, basically, what it does, it just simply strengthens the resentment and even prolongs it because resentment keeps us focused on the perception 
of unfairness. It oh, just wasn't goodness. fair. It's true. You see, we're not getting the help, the appreciation, the praise, mm-hmm. the reward, or the affection that we deserve. Or the treats. Or the treats, okay? But no, but you see, you bring that into a relationship, all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah it maybe, is unfair. Maybe that is not fair. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is that our mental focus amplifies and even magnifies every time what we focus on because it becomes more important than what we don't focus on. So what you focus on, what you draw your mental attention Whoa. to, you see your neurological connection all of a sudden underlines that, and over time, it becomes far more automatic. It just makes it, it's not something that you have to think about, it's just automatic right there. Mm -hmm. The resentment is there, the unfair, you have evidence. If you fixate it on, you'll get get 500 evidence pieces and experiences. Now you can experience someone who's resentful and a person who's complaining and criticizes purely out of habit. Whoa. Okay. So again, I'm, I'm bringing this out because hmm. this is then how it is experienced in a relationship. Like complaining could be a survival skill as a child. Sure. And then you end up using complaining as a constant in your relationship. Then resentment can even become um, like the bedrock of ego defensive. You know, yeah. it, it's my defensiveness, mm-hmm. but I it's 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 with my ego because it's my self perception, and I need to protect this. That's what ego does; mm-hmm. it always wants to protect self. So the problem, you know, then accentuates mm-hmm. because it taps into my adrenaline. Oh boy! And when it taps into there my, there's some chemicals then, right? Yeah, but then it borrows energy from the future. Really? Okay. So when I'm harboring and holding resentment, mm-hmm. it my adrenaline kicks in. Now I'm attaching, you, you know, what, what's happening to me physiologically, and it begins to grow. But then it also, again, that's the underscoring. That's the underlining. And it's just like, this is significant. This is a big deal. Okay? But because it's... It's um, borrowed or actually taken energy from your future, then you can flip out of it and you might be depressed. You might become moody, you know, yeah. you might become unavailable. Mm-hmm. And but, you know, the worst part about it is that the adrenaline enhances the memory. Really? That's ex- yes. Wow. So, you know, if if whether it be the man, the woman, the child, whomever it might be, when that adrenaline of anger, you know, resentment, when that anger comes in, all it's of like a it sudden, fuels. I see the fuel. Yes. It just fuels that. But memory. it enhances the memory. The, yeah, is, the I experience see it. is now marked with the the adrenaline and and the recall of that moment is easier. Hmm. And because it's easier. Surface. It's right at the surface. Yes. Yeah. So when you resent your partner, you'll remember every perceived offense since you started, you know, living together. Wow. When you resent your partner. Yeah. You'll remember every perceived offense Mm -hmm. since you started living together. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I've I've had them sitting here. I've had these couples sitting here in my office, and when they resent, they are harboring that bitterness, 
and and they're just holding that resentment and it's and because it's, it's not it, fair. without effort right that adrenaline attached the to passion, that memory the and that passion behind it yes. is there yes and so it it also then begins to build a tolerance and we hmm. because that adrenaline all of a sudden i have a greater tolerance and and i'll get angrier the next time oh yeah and i and, and then and then it begins to grow and now it escalates now it's it's almost as though you hear the phrase oh you're just making a mountain out of a molehill you know why why are you getting so upset well what what they've done is they've gathered evidence over time and it's and it's so you're not getting just the intensity fueled, from that incident. It's been fueled you're by getting, the adrenaline. You're the multiplication yes. of all the experiences that they've mm-hmm. from, had from you, and they're putting it in one great big yeah. adrenaline passion intensity. Which means that we have to justify more and more by amplifying and magnifying it more and more. Mm-hmm. Now I'm really going to make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the danger. Or yeah, I want to say danger, but this is this is the pattern, and and I think you know couples are you know hearing and you know as mm-hmm. you're listening, you know it's just like you know what, I've I've created those patterns. Yeah. I, I've even found and myself it, you know trapped in those. And I and I I'm taking personal responsibility for my part because I my survival skill is normal to me. It's my normal. So why are you experiencing me this? I'm just being normal. So I think of myself, like I'm just being independent. That's just how I am. That's how I survive. And yet I'm not really taking the um, empathy and the compassion for you, Bob, to say, but wait, how do you experience that? Like how does my independence and self-sufficiency affect you? Mm -hmm. And then that conversation turns into a connection where we love each other and and I can say wow lights on for me right now cuz I didn't know that I was affecting you so much. Mm-hmm. And and so I mean this is a way we can begin to have conversation but what you started with there Audrey I think is the most important is that I'm I want to take a look at me. Yeah. And so if if I'm experiencing friction or conflict or resistance, you know, in in our relationship or avoidance. I'm, yeah, or avoidance, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I'm just going to take a half step back mm-hmm. and I'm just going to say, okay, Lord, what's going on inside of me? Because I, I'm participating with this fear dance that we've created. Yeah. And so I'm a contributing element to it. Mm-hmm. So is there something that's going on inside of my heart? Mm-hmm. Because I really love this person. Yes. And and I don't want to continue the cycle and to continue the hurt. Because we're in agreement. We didn't get married for this. We got, in, got married to enjoy each other and to be safe and be so vulnerable and to truly see each other beyond our behaviors. Like, Bob, I want to see your heart much deeper than I just want to see behavior. I want to, I believe in who you are mm-hmm. in the deepest part of you. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it's important. We talked about those keys at the beginning of the podcast. And, and let me just jump in on okay. that because this is, this is what it's about because it's not just connecting the dots and, and, Oh, and, saying, Oh, now I have an explanation. Exactly. Right. Okay. An explanation. Don't allow it to be wow. an excuse. Yes. And just it's not going to heal just, your heart mm-hmm. either. 
No. So just because you can explain it, just because you can say, oh, you know, this happened, that happened, blah, blah. Don't allow your past to ever be an excuse for poor Or an ex- just an explanation. Yeah. Don't, don't allow that. And so there are keys, mm-hmm. you know, to, to unlock prison doors. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that imagery because, you know, Jesus is the one that comes and sets the captive free. Exactly. Who's, who has come to heal the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. But it's it's as though the prison door is open and you get to go free. Mm-hmm. But you're the one that has to initiate, get up and walk out. Yes. Because Jesus made this wonderful statement to all of his disciples. And I am one. I, I'm one where he says, will you follow me? Mm-hmm. Come follow me. And when you follow Jesus, you get to walk free. Yeah, I love it. So so I, I just know that he's going to lead you into having some, after we turn off the podcast today, just having those thoughts. So Jesus talked to me like, what would my survival skill as a child be? It took me a while today when we, when we chose our topic as we were preparing for today's podcast. I had to kind of just, it wasn't instant. I didn't go, oh, it was this. I had to just talk it through with Bob. We spent the day talking about these things because and then it came to it. I went, yep, that's what it was. It's that self-sufficiency. And now I can find that key and go, but wow, thank you, Jesus, that I can trust you and you've given me a trust fund. Um, but another important question that I think is a key to ask as far as your healing goes is how did you find comfort as a child? And that's an important thing because as much as we have survival skills as a child, we also found comfort as a child. Yeah, and, and that is even a characteristic of God. Yes. He says, I am the God of all comfort. Mm-hmm. One of the very names of the Holy Spirit is he is our comforter. comforter. And I think of the different ways that, you know, you can find comfort when you're a little kid, like maybe it was to be alone in your room or listen to music or be in nature or read or your pet or, you know, there's just so many develop, we develop self-compassion and Mm self-empathy as a child. That is something that we need to remember that we have done. Yeah. And so as a, as an adult now, how do you find com- comfort? Right. Because you don't want a false comfort. Right. You, you see, we don't want to fall into that trap. Right, because that can happen. I was just thinking, because my one of the ways I found comfort was I would sit on the red couch in my family room, and I would you know, watch Get Smart reruns mm-hmm. and eat ice cream, vanilla ice cream with hot chocolate sauce, and I knew how to make it in the little tin. I'd make my own hot fudge sauce, and that is a memory that is great. Now, that is a wonderful treat, and it was a way that I could find comfort, right. but the, any kind of comfort overused becomes an addiction or a disorder. You know, I don't want to be doing that every five times a day, eating ice cream and watching (laughs) Get Smart. However, true confessions, I did watch an episode of Get Smart today because that's still fun memories for me. But it's all within the wisdom and the comfort of God because he's our source. And he is our comfort. He is our comfort and Mm -hmm. he is our source. Well, um, I think that I really pray that... I think what you're trying to say there, Audrey, is... If, if <laughs> Tell I me can. what I'm trying to say, Bob. Can I, please, can I? please underscore this. <laughs> Miss, Miss Comfort Girl? Yes, yes. Is And Pleasure Girl. Uh-huh. You love all those things. All things comfort and pleasure. Uh-huh. Is, <laughs> and joy. Is simply this. Get alone with God. Yeah. And let him accurately love you. Yes. 
so that you can begin to break the cycles mm-hmm. uh, of, of your own heart and life. You know, you don't have to hold on to resentment. No. You don't. It, it, it's a choice. You do not have to hold that resentment. And you don't have to live with dysfunction, even though it was your survival skill. You really can be free and because Jesus did come to set the, the prisoners free. I just want to remind you guys that we love you and mm-hmm. remember to sign up for that virtual event and remember the promo code podcast 30 because that will give you $30 off that event and we will be sending out these um, gift gift boxes by the end of August Mm -hmm. and so we can't send them past that especially if you're in Canada we have to get you guys anyone in Canada knows it takes like up to a month like up to a month for you to get this box and it's got supplies so if you're in Canada um, go ahead and register soon because we want to get that supply gift box to you um, before the end of April. Okay. And so, but I, oh, also, you can tell your friends about Podcast 30. I mean, oh, that's... Oh, really? You're going to let it, let it go? <laughs> you can tell your friends uh, about you, the promo code. You can code. if you tell them about the podcast. Yeah, tell them about the podcast okay. and the promo code. But honestly, that's going to be a great day right, together. We go, Audrey. September 26th. way over time. Okay. I right, remember. You. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>